Well, welcome to Hope Chats. This is episode 14. I'm uh, glad you can join us. And today I'm joined by Glenn Ewart and also John All. And this is part of our celebration of 50 years of God's faithfulness at Koinonia New Hope Community Church. And we wanted to talk specifically about some of the amazing ways God was moving in the 70s and 80s and early part of Koinonia New Hope Community Church, but also today and what uh, God wants to be doing, I believe, as we believe in the church today. So Glenn and I will be asking John some questions throughout and having some conversations as John begins with sharing a little bit about what the early days at Koinonia look like. So John, thanks for being here and Glenn, and if you want to start us off, John, go for it. Well, thanks. Thanks for asking me. And yeah, those were very interesting days. Um, I, this weekend is a special celebration. It was 50 years ago that um, we went on a men's retreat. There was um, another church in the area that said, hey, would you like to go on a men's retreat with us for the weekend? Sure, let's go. And and that summer, the Holy Spirit had said, John, stir up the gift of God that is in you by the laying on of hands. And when I was a senior in college, um, I had had hands laid on me and I received the gift of tongues. And I didn't know what to do with it. So I spoke in tongues once in a while, but I really didn't connect. And But that summer, um, I went to a conference and there I had a man lay hands on me. And I started speaking in tongues on a regular basis in my own personal devotions. That summer, also, Harvey Smith had read a book, and he was out at his golf course one night, and he started speaking in tongues. And uh, so in preparation for that retreat, I said, Lord, I think I'd like us to talk about the Holy Spirit, but I'm hesitant to bring this up. Um, if you want us to talk about it, have somebody else bring up the topic. So we got there, and the leader from the other church said, does anybody have anything they want to discuss? And I'm like, okay, Lord. And uh, he said, well, if nobody has anything, we'd like to talk about the Holy Spirit this weekend. Yes. <laughs> and so we ended up talking about the Holy Spirit and laying hands on everyone who was there. And basically, everybody from our church except one person ended up speaking in tongues. And um, I remember when we were praying for a fellow named, a college student by the name of Mike Webster, and I just started singing in tongues. And uh, Mike remembers that as a special moment. Um, but it, it was a beautiful time. And we came home, everybody really high and flaky. And um, my wife, Jane, had actually received the gift of tongues a few years earlier herself. But the, for the rest of the ladies in the church and for the church, it was like, wow, what's going on here with these weirdos? Um, but the spirit was being poured out and, and the gifts of the spirit were being manifest in, in, throughout the whole church, the college students, the community people. It was just a beautiful, refreshing time um, where, where the church was being equipped by the Holy Spirit to do the ministry of that era. And uh, it was a time when the, uh, the hippies had become Jesus people. Uh, the charismatic movement had started among the mainline denominations. And God poured out the spirit on us here in the North Country. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. Uh, just a lot of great stuff. Um, <clears throat> that, that story never gets old. No, I've heard, I've heard the story uh, countless times, and uh, and it's it's a story that's worth uh, repeating um, because it's a it's a mighty work of God. Um, 
but I was eager to uh, join this conversation and to ask uh, some questions and, and whatever, because uh, sometimes that's the story that I hear and then it kind of ends. And um, uh, so um, uh, I, John, I, I'm wondering, because <clears throat> uh, I've heard about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit being poured out and, uh, and enabling uh, people to speak in tongues, which I think is totally awesome. Um, <clears throat> I'm wondering, uh, uh, were there other manifestations of the spirit being poured out that you remember mm. and, and, and maybe related to that question, um, how did the pouring out of the Holy Spirit affect the community or the church and relationships and what, you know, the, the way the church functioned? Yes, those are powerful questions. Yeah, there were a lot of manifestations of the spirit. We saw the gifts of the Spirit, not just tongues, but uh, there's, there's a number of gifts mentioned in the New Testament, dozen of them, and we saw healings. Um, I remember a Clarkson student uh, who was playing basketball, and uh, he threw his knee out of joint, and something in there wasn't working right. And I remember laying hands on that knee and feeling the knee. I didn't move stuff. The, the knee moved wow. and popped back in and just heal them. It was beautiful and powerful. Um, I, I remember uh, one of the gals, we were at a prayer meeting, and um, one of the gals said, John, I need some counseling. And so we walked back to the office, and on the way there, the Holy Spirit said, her parents are divorced, and her dad's an alcoholic. And we got back, we sat down, and she said, my problem is that I, I'm in a relationship with boyfriends, and I, I it gets intimate, but then I break it off, and I don't know what's going on. And I said, well, tell me about your parents. And she said, well, my parents are divorced because my dad's an alcoholic, but now my boyfriend says, no, let's go back. And so we talked about that, and she went back and restored her relationship with her dad, mm. and he got sober, <laughs> went into recovery, and God healed her relationship with her father, and that was a springboard for relationships, healing a relationship with guys. Um, and there were just a whole lot of moves of the Spirit. And we saw this um, not just with me as a pastor, but within the whole body of Christ. I was talking to Jane earlier, and she said the thing about the 70s is that the church felt not like an institution or an organization, but like a family. And we could drop in on one another and visit one another and open our lives up to one another in beautiful and powerful ways. Uh, God was there working not just with the gifts of the Spirit, but with the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the gentleness, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, uh, and, and working in people not just listening to sermons or going through teachings, but people sharing and having this intimate relationship with each other. It was just yeah. really beautiful and powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> John, thank you. Um, and I'm sure that for every story you're remembering or telling right now, there's you know dozens more um, mm. that, that others could recall. Um, I, I've heard you say quite frequently that koinonia, um, uh, went the direction of being charismatic, but without being flaky. Mm -hmm. Could you flesh that out a little bit more? What do you mean by being flaky? And what do you mean by koinonia going the other direction? Well, um, 
the 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 charismatic movement back then, I think, really um, developed their theology, and they interpreted scripture based on their experience. And my approach was to say, no, let's take our experience and interpret it on the basis of what the scripture says in a grammatical historical context. And I had had my seminary training in that background. And so I brought that to it. And, and for instance, the, the whole concept of baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, the, the, the real point of scripture, you know, the, the Bible says by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Baptism of the spirit in the Bible is us becoming Christians. So if you have, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You don't need this second grace experience. You have the Holy Spirit. The problem isn't getting the Holy Spirit into a believer. It's letting him out, letting him flow through us, <clears throat> minister yeah. through us, opening up our lives to let him work. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's the big difference. Um, and that helped keep us from being flaky. The, the word of God uh, became uh, sort of your filter through which you right. the manifestations. And, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. so helpful. Yeah. The Bible talked a lot about when Christians get together in Romans or excuse me, Corinthians uh, 12 to 14, that when you come together, everybody should have a chance to share, but it needs to be orderly and, and peacefully. And if you're going to pray in tongues, there needs to be interpretation. Otherwise, shut up. <laughs> nice. That's well, all translation. <laughs> uh, Jim, you know, I've, I have a, a, a memory that Jack Oliphant wrote uh, about 10 yeah. years after this event when Quinnenia was celebrating her 10th anniversary. Uh, and he, he began to put together um, a journal of uh, highlighting some of the, what he thought were more of the sort of um, highlight moments um, uh, from the history at that point. And, and he includes a paragraph uh, about Owl's Head. Uh, I'd like to read it if I could. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks, Lance. <clears throat> um, and so um, <clears throat> he says, uh, what was Owl's Head? Uh, at 5 p.m. on Friday, October 16th, this would have been 1970, several men of Koinonia Church and from other evangelical churches met at a 4-H camp uh, by that name in the Adirondack foothills for the express purpose of, quote, seeking a closer walk with the Lord through prayer and study of the scriptures, end quote. The event was coordinated by Les Whedon. Uh, he was an elder, right, at the time? Yeah, uh, at Koinonia. Little did those men know what would occur. With no pre-planned agenda, the group gathered before the large stone fireplace, prayed for guidance, and then this is his recollection, and called for a consensus on a topic for study. With a single voice, all were prompted to say, the Holy Spirit. So there was an agreement there. This was no ordinary seminar. The Holy Spirit himself entered that lodge and taught us about himself. 
On Saturday, he manifested his power in our midst, and one after another, men who had thought they understood the Christian life, discovered the power that was available to them. By the end of 1970, Koinonia had passed full-fledged into the charismatic renewal that was sweeping the world. Every man who attended that retreat now reads the second chapter of Acts with the feeling that he was there. Mm. Koinonia was now becoming a true New Testament church with all of the blessings and all of the struggles that that represents. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, John, I wondered, um, as I just read that, do you have, uh, does that bring up any uh, maybe additional memories or other ways that you would want to respond? Brought up some tears in my eyes. That was a special time. He's a special brother. I think one of the things that stands out to me is that in our church, there really wasn't just a focus on, oh, let's have all these gifts flowing out of us and did you get a word from the Lord and, and this kind of thing, which, which certainly happened. Um, but we built a community, a team, a family that bonded together, that loved one another, that was sensitive to each other, and that worked as a team reaching out to bring others and to include others into our midst. Um, it wasn't just uh, all focused on me and my feelings, and I want God to make me feel good. It was like, I'm part of a community now, and we're a team, and we're working together, and the Holy Spirit wants to use each one of us and equip each one of us so that we can be an effective team. That, that really stood out to me. <clears throat> there was a lot of emotional healing that went on in people's lives, things from their past, that, that where they needed forgiveness and where they needed healing. Uh, and uh, lifestyles were changed. Lives were changed. And there was a lot of fruit that came out, mm. not just the gifts. Yeah, right, right. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> In that first 10 years of the church, there was an average of a person a week who came to Christ. Wow. In 10 years, we had over 500 people who committed themselves to Jesus Christ through our ministry. And we saw them come to the Lord. Most of them were baptized down at the Racket River and uh, equipped. A lot of them were college students. Um, and we were able to mentor and disciple them, and they went out um, in, in that the first... 10, maybe it was 20 years, we saw over 100 people go into full-time ministry for at least a year or two. Some of them were short-term mission type things. Um, many of them were lifetime commitments. Mm -hmm. Still there, serving the Lord. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, powerful stuff. Mm. Guys like Glenn Ewart. <laughs> true as a matter of fact yeah so i got saved in 78 i went off to a different school near syracuse for two years um and i i would say that i got involved in one of those um um charismatic churches that was on the the kind of weird side <clears throat> 
And then I came up to Potsdam and got involved with Koinonia, uh, meeting at the Roxy Theater. And, uh, and what I experienced was the same powerful presence of the Holy Spirit uh, during the service. Um, and, but it was done in, uh, in this sort of this decency and order, orderliness that you were referring to that Paul talks about in Corinthians that I had not experienced before. And I was so impressed. That was so helpful to me as a person who was still trying to figure out, you know, um, what it means to live and walk by the Holy Spirit. And I, and it was being lived out uh, in this, in this church. So helpful. And I, my recollection uh, from the Holy, from the, um, from the, the theater days were, um, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I just think that like everybody's hands were raised. Um, I think it was normative when there was a, uh, like a prophetic word given or a, or a word spoken in tongues. And then, and then, and then the elders would wait for God to give the interpretation. And there was always, you were very careful about that. Uh, there's going to be a, a, a public expression of the gift of tongues. Um, it, we would have to wait for the, for the interpretation. And, um, and, and then that interpretation would get affirmed somehow, you know, by, by the elders. Uh, and, and that was such a helpful model for me mm -hmm. to see that because I could see that being taught in scripture. And then I was seeing it lived out in this community. Um, so such a deep commitment to the word of God mm -hmm. and, and, and to the, and to the spirit of God. Uh, what a, what an amazing balance uh, there was. Yeah. 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 Definitely helpful to me and definitely uh, helpful to so many. Um, My prayer is that that will continue on in the years to come through our church. And I think we're headed that way. Um, before we get to the present, maybe just real quick, John, um, because you've pastored right for the last 50 years. So you, you, you experienced the seventies and the early eighties and then, you also were pastoring in the 80s and the 90s and the aughts and, you know, um, the last 10 years. <clears throat> um, what changes have you seen within even like our church, a, a charismatic church? Why do you think those changes have occurred? And then, yeah, if you could also speak to your hope and your prayer for, for ways that you would like to see the church continue to, you know, to change more. Well, I think one of the uh, one of the things that I think has been very positive is we've be, become a lot more, how can I say, organized. <laughs> um, there's there's a good structure. Um, there, the scripture talks about Jesus talked about the wine and the wine skins, and we certainly had the wine, but we didn't have very good wine skins. <laughs> very good organization uh, to facilitate that and to make it effective and fruitful and lasting. And I think that through the years, we've developed some good wineskins. Um, and um, I, did, I think that that's been a real blessing. We've seen people raised up so that it's not just um, the pastor 
running a bunch of stuff, but it's a, it's a community together in organization, uh, effectively ministering. It is a body. And I think that's been a, a very key part of the church. And that's what I'd like to see us continue in and grow in and, and bearing fruit. Uh, Everybody is important. Nobody can say, you don't need me. And we can't say to anybody in the church, we don't need you. Uh, we need one another. Amen. Amen. That's great, John. Um, yeah, I really appreciate just like Glenn, I've heard some of these, some of these stories actually I haven't heard all. So it was, it was neat to see able to be a part of this and kind of, uh, kind of just take in and just, I don't know, just be excited to see what the Lord has been doing and, same God that we're serving today in 2020. So Lord, uh, God, what do you want to do now? And I know you're, you're referencing this. I was just looking at uh, an Acts 2, specifically the part where Koinonia gets its name and the fellowship part. But I was just saying after the Holy Spirit came, just wow. So many of the issues that we can have today seem to be solved or, you know, eliminated by the Holy Spirit coming in places where, you know, you were talking about their emotional healing taking place in the 70s. Uh, we need that today, you know, emotional health, healing, uh, community, relationships, boldness, sharing, love, caring, uh, people coming to know Christ, discipleship. So anyways, I just want to read a couple of verses from Acts 2. That's well known, but still it's just such a great remember. Remember, so what the Holy Spirit does when God shows up. Wow, just what can happen, the community that can be formed. In verse 42, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, and then the koinonia right there, to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled, and I love that, everyone, not just a couple like you're saying, John, but everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and sides performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts, Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who are being saved. Um, I just love reading that passage. It's like, wow. The Holy Spirit shows up, you know, watch out. He, he just takes, God takes ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And uh, it's just amazing to see that in Acts, as you're talking about the 70s and the 80s and early part of the church, John. And Glenn, what you were reading too, from Jack Oliphant. You just, it just same God, right? Same Holy Spirit that just shows up and just, uh, and, and just everyone's involvement. I love what you said, John, about uh, just, just the family life. Because I remember uh, Barry Schulz, one of the early members as well, I asked someone what it was like coming into Koinonia. And, and he said, it felt like he walked into God's living room. Um, it was just family. And the way you articulated that, John, was so good. It was just like, it was family life. And I think that's something, even as like you're mentioning, like having the organizational structures and stuff as we've grown, the intentionality to always get back, I think, to that that core family life that, yeah, we might be more organized, but we still want to be filled with the Holy spirit daily. We want to have family together, do kingdom life together, share together, love together, impact our communities. In our case, also our college campuses in the world for Jesus. And uh, so it's not necessarily something new, but it's getting sometimes back into, you know, that, that flow of the Holy spirit. So I'm, I'm just excited that, we're having these conversations, we're celebrating 50 years, but also that even this weekend, we're having the time to really devote to remembering with Owl's Head, like you're mentioning, um, also with Alpha Weekend uh, coming up online. Um, that you can be part of that, anyone can be part of that. That's just a, a Zoom online experience that you can learn more about the Holy Spirit. Uh, mm -hmm. We're already praying in advance that 
Uh, even today I was in a prayer group that the Holy Spirit would just come in a powerful way in people's kitchens and in their living rooms and their bedrooms, wherever they're <clears throat> that alpha experience online. And then on Sunday, we have Bill Clark coming uh, to share about life in the spirit from Romans 8. And once again, I, and once again, we're praying that it wouldn't just be a, a knowledge experience, kind of like I know a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. We, we, we do pray for that. But we're really praying that we encounter the Holy Spirit like in Acts 2 or uh, Owl said or at any place God shows up, you know, that Lord, would you come and just fill ordinary men and women to do things for you? So yeah, I'm just, I'm just really excited to, to see the, the possibilities and opportunity, even during this COVID mm-hmm. season when everything's so shaken up. Sometimes it's nice when things get shaken up because then there's an openness in our hearts and our schedules and our time for the Lord to do something new. Uh, you know, where sometimes, at least for me, I can get so formulated this way. God's like, just open up and, and let the Holy Spirit come and do what he wants to do. So help us, you know, get out of the way, so to speak, and get in line in his steps. So some things I'm looking forward to, um, yeah, for this year, it's just definitely getting back to Acts 2. And I know we can't do that with all the food and all the home gatherings, but we're trying to be creative in COVID to try to do it in a way that would honor the Lord and uh, get to see more people come to know Christ and see Jesus glorified. Amen. I remember a book, um, entitled Another Wave Rolls In, and it's the Holy Spirit is like that. And he, there was a wave that moved through in the 70s and in the 80s, and um, and I'm expecting a new wave to flow through our church in in a new and refreshing way. Yeah, yeah, amen. God bless you. Well, yeah, this, this has been great. Thank you, John, for sharing. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. And Glenn for sharing and asking those questions and, and having that piece from Jack Oliphant. That was amazing. Just the details he had, I think 5 p.m. Friday, you know, owls. Right. Yeah. I have not read that or heard that yet. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely welcome. And um, <clears throat> I think, uh, John, I, I also just really appreciate you uh, taking time and, and sharing sharing uh, your memories and also your passion and you know vision for the church you know in these days and and the Holy Spirit you know us right opening our hearts and our minds um, to the way that the Holy Spirit wants to be made manifest through our lives and in our lives and to set us free to bring healing to bring salvation mm-hmm. uh, to pour out not just the gifts yes the gifts uh, but also to manifest and demonstrate the fruit and um, the way that we love one another and and interact with one another and care for one another. I really appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just uh, I just a real quick plug for the weekend, uh, Alpha Weekend. Um, I've said it before, but I've, uh, and I don't know if this was true back in the 50s and the 60s, um, but there was confu- there's confusion about the Holy Spirit. And, um, and, and for some people, it, it causes them to, to almost like take a step away. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a mistake. And I think that this is, this is a way in which perhaps the enemy is trying to rob the church from being the church that God wants her to be empowered fully um, by the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so, um, so we're hoping just as uh, just as the men at Owl's Head experienced 50 years ago, we're really hoping that many people this weekend will better understand um, the person of the Holy Spirit um, and, uh, and, and, 
and receive gifts that the spirit wants to impart to them and, 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 uh, and bring healing and, and, and bring salvation uh, even this weekend. And so um, I do want to invite you to join us Alpha Weekend. Again, the link will be provided uh, on how to participate. And, um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, Pastor Clark and, and the word and the ministry that he'll be bringing to this weekend, this Sunday. So um, it's going to be a great weekend. And I hope, I hope we as a church fully lean in, not, not lean back, but really lean in. Yeah. And I'm excited to see Glenn, you and you, Jim, move us forward in these new directions. Mm. I think God has raised you guys up with a real passion and a vision. And we're going to see good fruit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Well, well, John, would you mind just closing our time in prayer? We're wrapping up, just praying sure. for the church body. And yeah, as the Lord leads as we uh, wrap up our conversation. Lord, we are so excited about celebrating what you have done in the past. Mm -hmm. But we're also excited about what you're going to do. That's right. We just open our hearts to you. We invite you to move in new and powerful ways in our midst. We present ourselves as your instruments of grace. Use us, Lord, and uh, just pour out your spirit in new and beautiful and powerful ways. Demonstrate your magnificence in our midst, and we offer you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, John. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, John. Yes, it's been great. And thanks for joining us. For those who are listening, whether on Facebook, YouTube, or on podcast, uh, this has been encouraging, helpful. And uh, and if you're interested in learning more, I, I know it's a mention, but join us for Alpha Weekend. That's just a couple of days away. And we can uh, learn more about the Holy Spirit together and encounter the Holy Spirit. So thanks again. Look forward to connecting with you soon and uh, at another Hope Chat. Goodbye.